There's trouble on the 15th floor. Our gang heads to the third floor for Splash Lagoon, this week on The Hapless Heroes. Going down is so natural for me, too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I am your host and DM as we continue this trip through time uh, in history of our great campaign and the events that transpired before the ones that happened before. Let's get started by introducing my cast. I have uh, with me, as always, my favorite friends. On my left, we have Dave playing Zero Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening. John, and I, I need to fix your title now, I'm so sorry, playing Lord Jarrell, Champion of Justice. Off to the 15th floor, I suppose. Phil, as Hedrick the Entertainer. Well, I'm sure I can find an audience around here. Mike is Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Always at my service. Zach as Pregnart. I'm going to find a way to that kitchen. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. Splash Lagoon or Trouble, this is such a hard choice. And James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. Last time we left off, you guys had been exploring the, essentially this like tower in the middle of uh, the city of Ool in the past, uh, three days prior to when the foul upheaval happens. Um, you guys are still on day one of now your second, technically second time loop. Yeah, technically second. <laughs> uh, as you realize, you guys are sort of doing uh, almost like a Majora's Mask thing here, and you have three days to somehow affect this timeline or create a new one. Who knows how this stuff works? I guess we'll find out in the future. Uh, but for now, in the present, you had just met Ebenezer Blackwood who is one of the one of the most touted professors at this university and at this place in Ool, this tower. Like, this is where they teach just about every magic user that walks on this continent, right? Like, this is, like, the premier place to learn and also to kind of contain magic and all of its things. Um, you met him. He was meeting with a student. He seemed quite pleasant. Um Y'all had tried to set up a meeting with him or talk to him, and he, you know, advised you to come back tomorrow. He has some time at nine o'clock, and then you can meet with the, meet as a group because right now these are individual office hours. He has, but just as you were leaving, um, well, okay, before you had entered his office, there was something that had shaken the tower. Right, not sure what that was, but it could be anything. And then you heard later, um, as you were leaving Ebenezer's office, another teacher had gone into his office before they closed the door. Had mentioned something about an incident on the fifteenth floor. So we're still here. Um, you are, I think I said that he was on the. Uh, we're on the fifth floor or something like that. 
Yes, I believe. Well, no, sir, has an office on the twentieth floor. That's the one. Sorry, yes. my bad. I'm so sorry because I completely blanked on what floor I had sent you to. I didn't write that down. Yep. Um, I believe also three B happens to have necromancy. I have in my notes in addition yes, to that water magic. That laboratory. is that is the basement floor, correct? Uh, so necromancy and water sports are on the third floor. No. Yeah, basement level three. Oh, basement level three. That sounds is like where necromancy key. is. Kind of that's it. underground. Oh. Oh, okay, makes sense. You got you do you guys do have access key runes that will give you access to pretty much, you know, the the majority of the of this wizard's tower um, that Professor Mildred Scutelvute had made for you. Uh, Boris also seems to have pocketed one herself, but we haven't seen that one come out yet. She had stolen that from a random student. And she did tell um, us that if there was a place we weren't supposed to go, it wouldn't let us go there. Correct. It just wouldn't let you go. So, you guys are still here in the tower on the 20th floor as guests of Professor, or I'm sorry, as Dr. As professor, as guests of Dr. Heinz, whose, uh, whose study occupies the very top level of this tower. Um, but Dr. Heinz is currently, you know, a goldfish. <laughs> in your in your little fishbowl who i think jarell zero is currently responsible for yes i'm not mistaken yes zero is acting as the responsible adult right now yep and just i mean i think this is gonna be like a multi-part series but just to recap one more time right eating the goldfish will trigger the time loop to restart let's do the time loop again so uh what do we do just a jump to the left and a step to the right. No. Is, uh, <laughs> is Jarrell doing that? <laughs> no, uh, Jarrell would be doing the time warp dance. Um, Why not? <laughs> I don't think it's in character for him. Um, should we? Do we try to investigate this uh, incident on the fifteenth floor, or? Well, we can only assume that as long as our key rune allows us to go there, then we are allowed to be there, of course. I think if it's of interest to Ebenezer, it's of interest to us. Agreed. No, we have to be on the pads to use the runes, right? Yeah, which there, there's that, you know, you can go back around the, the circle of this wizard's tower and eventually end up back to at the sort of teleportation hub. These halls are still bustling with people. I mean, you know, there seems to be an ebb and flow, right? As like classes are in session and not, but I mean, there's always, you know, several people roaming the halls. So things are bustling, bustling. There's an ebb and flow. I didn't know Professor Blackwood could rap. Has anybody ever heard the name Eben used as like a nickname for Ebenezer? I have now. Yeah. I was today years old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Keep always preferred knees. My, my Christmas I... gift for Fran is that I got a $5 desktop drum set so I can do little rim shots. Did Fran ask Zach. for that? Zach. Uh, <laughs> Fran doesn't know what audience. he wants until I show him what he needs. That to our sounds. audience, this is January, 
In fact, this is like the end of January that they're probably listening to this. Yeah, well, happy Christmas to y'all. Belated <laughs> Christmas to you all, too, because guess what? This is the gift that's going to keep on giving. <laughs> this desktop drum set that you've added to your sound effect collection that will definitely not annoy me in any way. No, it won't. It'll be great. It's, uh, <laughs> it's adding value, production value to the whole podcast. There's like a peak to that. There's like a there's a graph where that <laughs> diminishing returns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any whoozle, what do you do? Because right now you're just fiddle farting the in the halls. Portal yeah. pad. Yeah. To let's 15. go. Let's go fiddle fart on fifteen. Yeah. Nothing oh, could fabulous. possibly go wrong. <laughs> um. Sure. I mean, either we can or we can't. Let's find out. If we can't, we just go to Splash Lagoon, right? Sure. Yeah, at this at this Heal. point, right, it's it's definitely been at least several minutes, <laughs> you know, if not like it's not been an hour, but it's definitely been several minutes since since whatever vibration you felt had happened, right? Because y'all were in the cafeteria at the time when that had happened on the twentieth mm-hmm. floor. Uh, but yes, it does. You are allowed to teleport to the fifteenth floor. Hmm. Just oh, um, as a side note, before we hit the teleporter is there a maybe a directory posted somewhere about what floor might yes. have i did okay. i did mention that there were directories and oh, i did not actually okay. make this up beforehand so this is going to probably be in a wacky wonderful i'm just wondering what's on 15 what's on uh, what's listed for 15 well, there's a cafeteria on 15 as we know who's on 12 okay Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Something that rocked the tower came from the cafeteria because, you know, but there's also classrooms there. Um, that particular floor is also the floor for evocation. What's evocation again? Is that bringing stuff? Boom. Magic attacking. Yeah. Yeah. Attacks. Okay. So in character for the 15th floor, I suppose. Certainly a high likelihood of that sort of thing. I mean, nobody really seemed to mind. We saw that other people noticed it, but none of them made any sudden movements at all. Yeah. Like okay. it's common. Yeah. So sure, I'm all about 15, and um, <laughs> no one's going to 15 until I get on the pad because I got the key rune. So Correct. sure, I will be the last person to step on the pad and Willis to 15. Y'all end up on the 15th floor. Um, There seems to be people moving around in a bit of a, I'm not going to say a panic. Panic's not the right word. But there are people moving very intentionally places, and they're they're, they're, they're moving at a more of a rapid pace, like, you know, responding to something. They seem to all kind of be converging towards, like, you see a lot of students coming towards the teleportation room, being guided by, like, hall monitors and whatnot to, like, leave the floor, like, Rest of cl- the rest of the classes are canceled for evocation today um, as they just have to kind of deal with the situation. Um, but the faculty are still moving around. You also have, there, there appear to be even what appear to be almost like prefects or something like that, like wearing like, um, you can see them wearing very like almost like stately type robes, like very well adorned um, with like, you know, just like sort of symbolism, probably probably of like either Ool or this college or something like that, right? Just whatever s- symbols and whatnot you're seeing all over the place. Um, and they appear to be converging towards the cafeteria. So remind me real quick, because I was around during the 
the old upheaval. Um, the city blew up. Well, I mean, that's kind of an understatement, I think. Right. But it wasn't like on fire. So like, basically, I just want to be a little weary of boom magic when I know that the city (laughs) fucking boomed. Like if the city burned, then I'd be looking for fire magic. Well, that's also on this floor. Sure. I mean, this sounds like an intense floor. Yeah. But I just... Um, like, I will also note, just so that everyone, again, we're just catching up our players to speed to make sure y'all remember, like, your characters all know this. Ool and, like, miles around Ool are a gigantic crater in mm-hmm. the present day. We're just reminding the audience. We all know that. And then, and then more miles of that are just the crucible lands filled with, like, completely desecrated ground. Yeah. I wonder. So, giant and then you have crater the continually shitting out the undead. So Pretty much. We've seen this before. On a slightly smaller scale, Tarantus was removed from this plane in one big foul swoop. Yep, no explosion though. It was just literally like lifted and removed by Vecna. Yeah, like a big bubble and cut it entirely out of yep. the earth. On a smaller scale, we witnessed Dr. Hines blow up his tower as he went to the strange present. There's been a lot of explosions. Technically just removed the tower from the timeline. Right. But it was it was also effectively destroying all the undead swarming around it. I thought it was it was a blast that had no, I think it was just to buy. I think he was just buying us time and creating a distraction. I think that because those swarms were still coming. Mm hmm. Those were the same. That was the same. Those are the same hordes that overran Scrag, and everything like that. You know, damn hordes. Yeah. I like when you say hordes really fast because it sounds like you're saying whores. Yeah, we've been over that before. Yeah, have, I just wanted to go over it again. We're just gonna move <laughs> just past to remind it. Just put the car in reverse and back over it. Mm-hmm. So, so the hordes were doing what? Ask What's Hoblet. What? Just for reference, <laughs> just just remarking on like how the entire city was removed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your observation yeah. is noted, but the current observation that is happening right now yeah. in the past yeah. present yeah. Uh, is that a bunch of prefects and other faculty are converging around the cafeteria and appear to be cordoning it off. You can see that there are um, on like like handheld stretchers except the stretchers are not actually being held by anybody. They seem to be levitating in thin air. There are students being removed from there that appear to have like, like, like their, their, their clothes are singed, their hair, like they're, they're, they're missing hair in places. Like, like something happened. Do any of them seem injured? Yes, they're all injured. Yes. Um, the ones that are being removed from the room are injured. Jarrell will use, um, Lay on wait, hands. Wait, 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 You just run over like, I'm a doctor, you know? <laughs> right. Why are you healing um, these randos? Just let them go. Because they're we're kids. Gonna eat, that's, this we're going to eat the fucking goldfish. This is Jarell. We're going to eat the goldfish. This is all going to happen again. This is Jarell. Like, this is Jarell. Jarell, I will give you an inspiration. Just let it happen. Let him do it. Yeah. Yeah. Jarell very virtuously runs over to aid the wounded students, some of whom looked very much worse for wear and would have needed serious medical attention and instead have been healed 
um, back to, well, effectively brand new. Um, there, there is, you know, the, some of the prefects and staff thank you for your kindness. They ask you who sent you, where you came from. Um, in right. fact, because right. and, and because of your well, and because of you know, you mean you guys say you're guests of Dr. Hines, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, what I will say that is because of your act of bravery and uh, of aid, you are allowed access to the actual scene of the incident. That's what I was hoping would happen. Thank you. Cool. So we get to march in because we're awesome. Yes. The prefects are like, maybe you can actually assist us then uh, as we kind of dissect what happened here. Uh, Just obviously don't touch anything yet. You know, let's try to leave it undisturbed. But uh, we would invite you to, I mean, you're obviously very capable and powerful. So now are we walking into the cafeteria or the kitchen? Cafeteria first. Okay. The ca- the so, ca- and so I'm going to start describing the scene mm-hmm. before we start going into actions. I'd like just before, because I know Pregnant really wants to go into the kitchen and any of the kitchens. <laughs> so I'm going to turn to him and say, now, I would like to see you in that kitchen too, my friend. But remember, a massive explosion just happened here. We don't want to blow up before we get to make any goodies. Okay. Just to try to prevent that from happening before I'll, it happens. I'll be good. <laughs> the cafeteria itself is in complete disarray. I mean, some of the chandeliers and stuff like that have crashed to the floor. There is a, like, food is splat- food charred food is splattered all over the walls. If we're talking food of all kinds, desserts, entrees like breakfast, lunch, like, I mean, like so many different things are just like charred and like splattered all over the floor, the walls, the, the, the walls themselves are singed. The floor seems to be singed. And it seems as though I'd like everybody to make me a perception check. Uh, if I could make a request, uh, for Jarrell's perception check, I would like to have him like lean over and like taste one of the burnt foods. Francesco. (laughs) They, They literally said, don't touch anything. Oh, Francesco. Right. Yes. Give it all to me. Give it all to me. Why is that? Tablet's <laughs> in the goddamn zone right now. Did you nat I'm, 22? I, I nat 20 as nat 20. well. I also yeah. nat 20. So we oh know my, everything. Oh, God. I know Boris, everything. So Boris 33. <laughs> Boris and Hoblet are the ones who fucking see all this shit. All right, fine. Mm-hmm. It's because of our <laughs> low, we're low to the ground. <laughs> yeah, sure. Lower. Lower. So the evidence. Right. So everything's pretty charred in here. A lot of the tables and chairs have been destroyed. You can see like almost like like outlines where students were like picked up off the floor. Um, as that those areas are far less singed. Um, but the explosion seems to actually have originated from and outward from the kitchen, as there is a gigantic hole in the wall where the wall dividing the kitchen and the cafeteria should be. Which is my um, perception of a seven would have picked up. <laughs> yes. However, with the, is the hole in the wall 20s, where the boys can see it all. <laughs> Keep it up. The men don't care because they're in their underwear. Keep it up. I could do this forever. You guys can. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
It was a question. Do I need to roll for anything to find out? <laughs> I'm not going to dignify that question with an answer. Brand, hey. for real question. Sorry. Yeah. The hole from the kitchen, is it directional into the yes. cafeteria or it does is, it like go up yes. and out and down? You can, and- you can see that the initial, whatever had happened had exploded outward from the kitchen. But yes, it appears that is, is it, it almost has like, there, there, there had definitely been almost like a chain reaction of other explosions because of the way that everything has been sprayed all over the room. It's a very large room. Like I said, like the rooms inside the center of the, um, of like this tower are always, they always seem almost impossibly large for even how large this tower is. Like there's way more space here than there would be if you, you know, walking into it, which you would expect. Since they all, this this floor also seems to support multiple other classrooms too, and this cafeteria looks like it would fit the whole inside circle. Um, so it is, a, you know, it's a circular room and like vaulted ceilings. Um, but the way that the the way that everything has spread out, it seems almost so chaotic that it, as if there had to been there had to have been multiple explosions um, that had rocked this situation. And it's definitely like there, there's even parts of it that are still like kind of almost like smoking and like there are like cinders left of like burnt food. Do we perceive anything else? Is there anything that's like From dangerously uh, like smoking? Does um, anything look like it's about to like spread or something? No, uh, it seems to already have been contained by whatever, you know, the, the prefects and other people who have already been here and were responding to it immediately, right? Because it's been like about 15 minutes since it happened. All right. Well, um, Pregnard, I think if, if uh, there's like a dangerously smoking thing near him, he's going to cast a ray of frost on like whatever is going to like smoke. Yeah. Maybe there was like a smoldering piece of bacon that was still like kind of had like a flame licking off of it. And you've now frozen it. Yeah. Sure. Just trying yeah. to be helpful. You're helping. I'm still <laughs> wondering if I noticed anything more significant than the room blew up with the nat right. 20 there. Right, right. I <laughs> told you <laughs> there were multiple sources of explosion. The initial source of the, How much more information do you want from just looking around <laughs> one fucking room? I don't know. Can we you see, know, like, maybe I see another room? I like gave you... I a gave you thing a ton. That started the explosion, or like I told a, you, it originated. It, orig- it originated in from another room. <laughs> another room that has a hole blown into it. You can tell with your amazing perception that the explosion definitely originated from there. But some sort of chain reaction must have happened, as multiple other explosions happened in this room after. So what do how we much do? more information do you want? So they let us in here. Boris yeah. is going to climb through the hole in the wall. Yeah, I there was going to say. Me too. Um, if we've noticed this hole, I'm going into the kitchen. Everyone's there, noticed the hole. Is there a door to the kitchen that's still there? No, yes. I'm climbing through the hole. Jarrell will go through the door instead of climbing through the blown out hole. Why? I don't do good with doors. Yeah. The holes I also actually open. want to investigate <laughs> the hole itself when I'm climbing through it, which sounds stupid. But like, is there anything weird about the like, you know, the that's surface of valid. the wall? That is perfectly valid. Does so it look we'll, melted or anything? Um, that could be that could be the one that could be the one line for the episode, though. Uh, well, hold I on. Wanna, I want to investigate the whole. I, I'm about to say something I'm going to regret, or that someone might clip and take out of context later. But 
We're going to deal with the people approaching the hole first. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, Boris, Good strategy. as you approach this gaping hole in the wall, um, that has definitely been blown outward and is sort of, it's like, it's, you know, it's like mostly stone. It's like, you can, but you can see like how some stones have shifted and are still in place that are kind of holding up whatever, you know, part of the wall that's still standing and the rest of it has been blown outward. Um, you can make me an investigation check, please. Everybody's trying so hard to handle the blown out gaping hole. I mean, Must yeah, you. I said what I said. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm getting, I'm getting real, real yeah. visuals here. Yeah. It must, so, uh, must I'll, have I'll, been I'll, chilly. Day. Bring us back in. It's not great. Sixteen oh, yeah. for investigation. A sixteen. Yeah. Um. So the stones here that made up this wall are rather thick. It would have taken a pretty, pretty impactful and forceful explosion very powerful explosion to have essentially knocked like this sort of stonework loose, especially because like we're talking about a place that also has magical wards and other things like this is not just your ordinary like tower, right? Like this place is specifically built, especially you're on the floor where evocation magic is taught. Like you would expect there to be certain protections in place to I guess, minimize the impact of incidents like this. Uh, the prefects are still looking around, and I'm sure you could talk to them, too, if you wanted to get some more information about just, like, how shit operates here, right? Uh. But but um, it, it you know, right, you can tell right now this would have taken a tremendous amount of force. Where um, are the stones? Blown out into the cafeteria itself. Are there, like, dead bodies? If this thick-ass wall, like... It seems to be that any bodies that were in this room have already been removed, whether they were alive or not. Yeah. Is there, the like, structures. blood everywhere? It might be mixed in with the food. You can't... It's kind of hard to tell what might be blood and what might be food, dude. That's kind of gross. I regret saying that I tasted the evidence. Food. Okay. Um, so I'm going to keep climbing through the hole and look, you know, into the yep. new room that we've... Yep, you look to your left and you see Jarrell entering the door to the kitchen. As you have entered the right side, you guys are kind of coming in from the just two different sides of the kitchen. I'm very focused on my search, so when I see Jarrell, I kind of go, ah, and continue looking around. This kitchen, I mean, aside from the fact that it has been rocked by an explosion and everything has sort of been shifted out of place, um, looks like... <laughs> I guess a typical industrial kitchen, like one you'd see in a school or in like a, you know, even just a professional kitchen, like at a restaurant. Um, the thing that you notice though, is that there's no stoves or ovens. Like there's nothing that's actually, there's nothing there to cook. There's like all the tools to prep. There's knives, there's vegetables, there's, you know, all the materials needed, but there's nowhere to cook those things. Huh. Perhaps they all blew up. <laughs> there was just a large explosion here. Yeah, but there's a bunch of like large, like there's a, there's a, there are a bunch of like you know like there's like you know like almost like 
like kitchen stations they have like the shelves and the cutting boards and like you know you can see like all these prep stations just yeah again like no you can yeah. see there's, there's you can see like where the yeah. food exits the kitchen there's like trays and other things like that there but again like nope. yeah there's even there's even nope. food here that you can see that's been sprayed along the walls and some unfinished yeah. like like prep so yeah scattered. prep is intact uh, you know, serving is intact, but the cook stations appear to have been deleted. Is there a space where it looks like there were cooking stations or does it just look like they're never like they were never part of the kitchen? That is a great question and a question that would get an answer from a perception check. Which we already nat 20 by the way, in Nicole, the I'll other just, room. I'll just tell you. Unfortunately, yeah. I only got a twenty-eight on this one. Yeah. Oh, you don't notice anything. Um, <laughs> There's a hole in the wall. No. What you do notice is that in like so the explosion definitely originated somewhere on like the right side. Like you know, like if you were to face, like if you're facing the wall, like where the cafeteria, like in the cafeteria, where the kitchen would be behind, right? You entered from the right where the hole was, and the left is where the door was to enter, and in the middle is that place where the food exits the kitchen, like the little window or whatever. The, the kitchen, you know, the stuff fl floats out. Because um, I remember, like, yeah, I remember telling you guys, right? The food just kind of floats to you, sits down in front of you, and it's literally almost anything you can dream of, within reason, within reason. Um, but if you the where from. The area where the explosion originated, you can see that there are the charred and and almost like like not charred, not just charred, but like melted and contorted remains of what appeared to be a almost like a like a larger like butcher's block type like metal table. Um, but it's literally like has like gone concave and has warped and twisted into itself as if the metal had melted and then and then when it had solidified again after it cooled sufficiently, is now in, like, a permanently disfigured state. Wait, did it just run that, run that again? You said, like, twisted? Like a butcher's block table that almost looks like it had been, like, kind of, like, con like made to be concave, as if, like, as if a, a tremendous amount of force and heat were applied mm. to it from the, from the top to push it down and twist it into itself. When Zero first around? entered the... The, you have you have pre, you have some prefects also starting to come in. They're like inspecting. You can see them kind of waving wands around. Like, you know, um, those of you who are familiar with the spell detect magic, you can hear them making that sort of incantation a lot as they are checking the room. Just for me. Do any of them look especially wizardly or uh, they all do. approachable? Every, fucking everyone here does. Who has the best beard? Hmm. The prefect that is currently inspecting the hole in the wall. Um, Pregnart is going to approach that person. Sure. This person say, has a very long and uh, a very long beard that, that thins itself out um, about four inches below their chin. And then it's tied below that into like a tiny little strand that's like has like multiple beads in it. And it's just a tiny little strand that goes down to about their chest. And then a mustache that has been curled up and their hair is, we'll say, like a light brown. There it is. That mustache is what's going to grab Pregnart's attention in conjunction with the beard. All right. Pregnart goes up to that person and says, I like your mustache and beard. 
they, this person looks almost so intensely focused on like they're, they're like tracing their wand over like the actual edges and like you know like the stonework and some of the places where it has been damaged that they they barely even hear what you had to say and they're like oh yes 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 thank you I suppose and, and what, they just kind of keep what happened here is everybody okay uh, sadly no um, we're still trying to piece the events together but it appears that from what we've been able to gather a student was in charge of preparing the meals of the day and something went wrong on the hall what was what? the last meal they were trying to prepare in here that's what I'm trying to find out don't you keep a menu? This is a school, yes? I'm not sure if you've been to one of our cafeterias before, Good Dwarf, so let me just uh, uh, give you a brief overview. Anything you can dream of, we can, you know, we provide for our students. We have people who come here from all over the world, mm. many different kinds of cultures and backgrounds, so we want to make sure that we have a way to provide food for everyone, so through a series of very intricate spell-weaving enchantments, and as well as educating our students in the proper summoning of certain materials, but also the physical preparation, we can literally create any dish you want, within mm. reason. Mm. Interesting. But it is a very you know, delicate process. We usually only have, you know, third or fourth year students perform these activities as we set to train them, you know, because it is, it is important. Creating food is literally how we prevent everyone from going hungry. So, you know. Even though I'm something of a magical chef myself. Are you now? <laughs> well, unfortunately, it's very hard for me to think of food when I've literally just watched. Well, I've seen the aftermath of all this, but that's good to know. I I hope you continue to pursue your craft. Thank you. Anyways, I, I need to. I'm going to continue to investigate. If you don't mind, I don't mean to be rude. I just I would like to get to get to the bottom of maybe what started this incident. We can help. We are magic guys. It would seem so. You are here after all, working with us now. So, Pergar puts became... on his magic uh, water suit. <laughs> So, excuse me, uh, I just heard you talking about friend. What became of the student who was preparing the food? Ah, uh, well, they actually are okay. Well, relatively okay. I mean, they're definitely injured, burns, and they were unconscious when we found them. So they're receiving medical treatment. We're hoping to interview that student once. Um well, we would very much like to be a, a part of that, if possible. What was the student's name? I appreciate what you're trying to do here, but the identities of our students are something that we try to keep private, as some of them are minors. So unless you are a guardian of this particular student, we're going to fortunately have to just work with their family at first, and we're going to keep this internal to the faculty of the school. Well, we so are I, esteemed guests of the Dr. Hans and one Ebenezer. Ah, yes, but you are guests. You know yeah. he's going to tell us the student's name, right? He looks at you and he says, do not overstep your place here. We brought you here because obviously your friend here can heal people. If that's about as good as you can do, then you can leave and let us do our work because students died here today. So unless you plan to take that seriously, I suggest you just get the fuck out. 
They died on your watch, sir, not mine. Pregnard's bottom lip immediately starts quivering, and he uh, is just obviously on the. Did you just blame this prefect for this for the student dying, Hoblet? No, I said you just. This guy's yelling at me. He did. The kids didn't die on my watch. We're here helping you, bro. Yes, and you will help in the ways that you've shown yourself to be able to help. Do not press us for information that I, you know that I can't give you. Pregnard starts openly weeping. How's it going to look when we have to go over your head to get this information? When we could have acted sooner if you would have just told us when we asked you politely. I would at least like to roll a persuasion to see if I'm at least... Yeah, go for it. Inkling anything on this guy. Go for it. He seems to be a steel trap. Uh, 17 plus 15. 32. Ah. Oh! You fucking plus 15? <laughs> Rand's like, shit. Uh. We have a policy at the school that we have to follow where, again, the identities of our students who are not adults, we cannot divulge. What I can say is that this was the child of a faculty member. We're going to continue our investigation of what is the name of your direct superior? My direct superior? Hedrick. Hedrick. We can go about this a little more diplomatically. Are you fucking going to get, are you literally going to try to speak Speak to to your manager? manager? (laughs) Are you questioning the authority of a place of which you are a guest? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to start calling you Karen from now on. Wow. (laughs) Well, and I, wow. I did just realize that the entitlement that this group has. Uh, you're not heroes in this realm. Who is, who is okay, your this is a, supervisor? This is 160. Hell, most of you weren't even born when <laughs> these events were transpiring. Zero's eyes right now, right now, by the way, are glowing bright red. He speaks significantly more decisively than you remember. Looking at the rest of the group. I think we've harassed this man just about enough. Let's go. Um, Jarrell would like to use, um, I'm not sure if this is helpful or not, um, but detect evil and good. Sure. And, and I just know if anything's like any aberration, celestials, anything like that, desecrated or consecrated in the area. None of those things. Okay. I just wanted to double check just in case anything evil led to this happening might still be sure. here. None of those things. Mm. I like a cut of your jib. <laughs> Good idea. Great way, Great thing to check before you go, if there's nothing else for you to look at here. I mean, you're not being pushed out, but I mean, if you're going to press this guy for details, he's going to make you leave. If, you, if it's stuff that he can't talk to you about or tell you. Right. Yeah. Let's just keep investigating. You know, you're still allowed to investigate. You're still allowed to be helpful as long as you're being helpful and not being obtrusive. And you will, you will be just fine. Uh, Pregnart did say he was looking for the smartest prefect, right? Like, no, no, he did he not. The the most, <laughs> yeah, he was. I mean, come on. Oh, the best How, beard. That's right. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. That's right. Um, Correct. Boris is going to slip away just, you know, in her Boris fashion. So nobody else even notices that she disappears and uh, mingle amongst the students that were like ushered out of the room, but not aggressively injured. There are no students left on this floor by now. By now. Oh, they, they could clear off the ev- entire floor, not just out of the cafeteria. Yes, okay. all, cl- all classes were canceled and they've all been evacuated from the 15th floor. 
Well, then I am not going to mingle amongst the students. Um, Jarrell's just kind of curious. Uh, he's looking around for any kind of, um, well, I, I guess mostly he's looking for something along the lines of, um, uh, what would you call it? Like a duties board. You know what I mean? Like um, how sometimes mm. in restaurants and stuff like that, you have who's responsible for what written down. That is very interesting. Make me a perception check. I'm terrible at these. <laughs> a lot of this room has been destroyed or damaged. Um, so. Yeah, no, I, I get that. But I like uh, just just a 15. You can see that there was one hanging up here, but it is charred beyond recognition. Okay. I feel like we should do some like social investigation elsewhere. Like I feel like we should go to another like a splash cafeteria the floor. <laughs> no, I mean, so this is me trying to like like Pregnart is not going to come up with this decision. <laughs> but like this is me trying to like be sort of like an inner voice of one of you characters. Yeah. That like we should probably investigate somewhere like on another cafeteria floor where people who are just trying to get food here would be going to the next cafeteria yeah. floor up. And we can probably get some like social information from do some social investigation there it would probably be more successful than talking to the people who obviously do not want to talk to us about anything important. Correct. Maybe they have a list of all of the oh. different crews per cafeteria and there may be a clean list somewhere that's not unscorched. Is there a non-jerky way to ask this dude? Like, if they moved everybody out that's hurt, I feel and like they let Jarrell come in because he's healing people. That well may have gone dry, but there might be somebody else to ask. Right. Like, what do they right? What do they want us to do? Like, if Jarrell was here to heal people, and there's no people here to heal, what are we doing here? All right, Pregnard dries his tears and he's he tugs at uh, Jarrell's armor and he says, "I'm hungry again." <laughs> it might be a good time to investigate one of the other uh, cafeterias, Pregnant. Yeah, because I'm uh, hungry. That too. Agreed. Um, do you want to go up or down? If we see how the proverbial sausage is made, maybe we can understand what went wrong. I would suggest going down. We just came from up above, so going down would be natural. Should be one on ten. Yeah, they and, haven't seen us in the 10 cafeteria yet. <laughs> or, yeah. And, <laughs> All right, out with it, Mike. Mike, what do you have brewing? Going down is so natural for me, too. Oh, God damn it. Especially around big gaping holes. <laughs> Such gaping holes. <sighs> Interesting. We'll see we how the sausage is made. We all did. Everyone did so well for so long. I feel like Listen. it just you've been really trying to hold it together. And I, I, I appreciate you at least trying. Um, sure. I mean, yeah, you, like I said, you guys have, are able to whatever floors this rune will allow you to access. You can access. I do so. a, a quick scry on Ebenezer after receiving that news. He's not here. I would like to see what he's doing currently. You're going Oof. to try to place a magical sensor on Ebenezer? Well, 
It says within 10 feet. Uh, I guess that's not good enough for Hedrick to know exactly where he's going to be placing it. If he's in a much larger room, it's not like it would go unnoticed. I got to look up scrying one more time just so I let me just make sure this, you know, because like I, if I want to honor it, if you want to attempt it. But well, um, I mean, for as many times as he's cast the spell, I'm not so sure he thinks that's the best idea. <laughs> you know, I but guess I'm thinking it's a possibility. So what I will say and I'm not going to tell you anything you don't already know, but I'm just maybe going to remind you. You are going to attempt to try to create and cast. And uh, first of all, uh, you also need, yeah. you also, you, <laughs> a, 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 you need a focus that's worth a thousand gold to cast it. Uh, B, you're about to try to put a magical camera yeah. on one of the most powerful wizards in this school and expect them not to notice. Oh, yeah. Dumbledore knows everything. Well, I was going to say, do yeah. I need to keep listing stuff, or is that enough? Is it enough? <laughs> no, because we're, we're moving to talk to somebody, idea. and it's going to take 10 minutes to do it. This is not the time or the place. Okay. Sorry to even ask without looking it up first. Nope. It's it's <laughs> fine. It's totally fine. I just figured I should probably just lay out the situation again for mm-hmm. you. Cause yeah, that's, I think the, the character knows the spell better than the player. <laughs> well, and the person you're casting it on probably knows that spell like the back of their fucking hand. Sure. And would know when they're being watched, presumably. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Thank you. So we're to the 10th floor. 10th floor cafeteria. Is that yes. the plan? Any yeah. objections? Yeah. Yep. Nope. We're going? Nope. Good. You arrive on the 10th floor, which is, we'll say it's abjuration. Okay. They don't do alphabetical order in the school. <laughs> is the cafeteria near the portals like it is in all the other the other two? Yes. Okay. There are Does still the- students eating in here. There are this is this looks like it's a normal functioning cafeteria similar to the others you've seen. Does it seem busier? All right. Did any of the ones from the top floor come down to this one instead? No charred students in this room. <laughs> Possible the they students lost in the appetite. room look like they're like aggressively gossiping, like like yes. really intense conversation or anything, though. Yes, but most people are asking if they if like it's a lot of questioning and conjecture based on what you can overhear just from the general din. It's like, what happened? Do you know what happened? Like what the you know, like it's another incident. That's the one thing that does catch your attention, though. It's like, man, another one, another one. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, so, I mean, so you, other, you hear some other people brushing it off. Well, you know, it is the evocation floor. It's what you get when you, you know, you take the one guy who was taught to cast a fireball and try to make him cook a meal. Well, we should probably try to talk to some kitchen staff or at least get an idea of if they have a connection between who works and what cafeterias. Morris kind of mingles through some of the students in the room, checking to see if anybody knows who was cooking five floors up today, like what student was working. Interesting. Uh, How do I even... Let me roll something. She's a teenager, all right? She fits in. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. While Boris is doing this... uh, Hold on, let me me resolve something first, John, before we move on. Sure, okay, yeah. Just wanted to get pregnant as food. I think yeah, we, we can, should impress we can do the that, cooks. But if it's not going to, like, if we're not, like, we, we got some information we're trying to glean, we start with that. Yeah. Um, I want to prioritize that. So there's a lot of information to sift through of all the shit that's happening here. And this is only day one. Right. 
Um, it doesn't appear like any, I mean, the general vibe you get from the students is that it rotates a lot. Um, all of the third and fourth year students share kitchen responsibilities based on their class schedules. Um, and it changes every semester. So a lot of the students who are currently here are studying abjuration specifically. So they don't necessarily know. Okay. So I don't not, find not, any students here that are like friends with a person. So like, the, you know, would have specifically known that like their buddy was in the kitchen today or at anything. least no one that's here right now. But it's also probably safe to assume that students who were on the 15th floor that were fine probably aren't feeling too hungry right now. And those that aren't obviously are not going to be sitting in a cafeteria. That makes sense. Do when students are in this school, do they tend to stick to like one school of magic or are they learning all of them? Yes. <laughs> all you you, you. got to work, work your way up, you know, with other schools before they give you access to higher levels of magic. I mean, Jarell, you yourself never went to like a magical college. You grew up in the church. Right. right. It's its own and divinity, you know, divine magic is its own sort of separate thing. Same with you, Hoblet, right? Like this, like some of the magic that's happening here is different than what you're capable of doing, but you've been exposed <laughs> to it. Right. But it's like it's almost like a tiered system where it's like, you know, when you first enter, you haven't really picked a discipline yet. You don't know if people are assigned disciplines or if they choose it or if there's a bit of both. Right. But you can there's probably many avenues to pursue. And some people just focus on a very specific school. I mean, if you think about wizards, look at all the subclasses. Right. right. You have all the ones that focus on specific schools of magic and you have ones that kind of go a little bit of a different route. Yeah. Like Dr. Hines is time magic and Dr. Dedu is transmutation. And yeah, but there's no time magic floor. There's no <laughs> teaching of that. Doc, Dr. Hines is very much a very unique and very um, special type of. Yeah, sure, but like, but like, different um, magicians or magic users pick different things that they get really good at. Typically, you choose a yeah. Typically, you have a you have a specific discipline that you end up choosing at some point in your path, right? So, some of these students could be focusing on just one. Some of these students could be focusing on multiple disciplines. I mean, you know, there could be a a, a mix. I mean, you you know that Ebenezer himself is a professor on the floor, which is the 15th floor, which, or uh, I'm sorry, on the 20th floor, which is advanced all disciplines. So there could be some mixing and matching. Was Dr. Hines on the top? Yes, that was very, very top of the tower, to be top. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do we know which floor that was? I didn't have that written down. It was not it, stated. It was like okay. beyond the regular oh. floor system, yeah. right? Yes, it almost seemed <laughs> like it right itself was just a place that was ignored largely by everyone else. But his his classroom, or at least his his study, you know, uh, study his office study. was was on the twentieth floor. Not Doctor Hines. Oh, Ebenezer. Oh, Doctor Hines. Ebenezer's on the twenty. Yes. Okay. Ebenezer has no classroom. Yeah, Doctor Hines not, is not, like not the, Ebenezer. Doctor Hines has no classroom <laughs> that you can tell. That's God right. Damn yeah, it. I'm sorry. Now you're fucking me yeah. up. His yeah. stairwell let out onto one of the ringed floors, and that was mm -hmm. at least the 20th, if not higher. Yeah. Well, it was you, higher. I think that was the 25th floor or something yeah. like that. Yeah, we passed a few doors on the way down. Yeah. There's probably other head wizards that have their own floor. 
if we think we can glean anything from the kitchen staff, I'd say let's let Pregnart impress him with some skills. If not, we can either try to find a roster or go straight to the infirmary. Yeah. yeah, so now that's my next question for you guys. If your plan is to try to get into this kitchen, how do you plan to do that when you're not the kitchen staff? What's your, uh, what's Jar- your Jarrell was just going to order food for Pregnart, um, but... Yeah, but we all know how ordering food works. You don't have to go to the kitchen for that. Right. As Boris... Know, I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I don't know what Pregnart's doing, but Jarrell's uh, getting a whole meatball sub to split with him. <laughs> As Boris gets up from the last table of students that she's sitting with, she clears a few dishes and then confidently walks right into the kitchen with them. Nice. Nice. Make me a deception check as you walk into the kitchen. You who looks nothing actually like a student besides you're 14. 16. When you first walk in, nobody seems to pay any mind. You you can see um, clearly where there are some dishes floating in midair and being sudsed up by a floating brush. And there's like a pile of dishes next to it with nobody actually seemingly controlling them. Can I see the same kind of like duties board that would have been on the other floor in the same location? Yes, make me a perception check. I have uh, I have something that's going to happen here because there was there was a nat twenty rolled among some of the dice I arbitrarily rolled just now. Oh, man, I, I I rolled a seventeen, so that would be a thirty. Okay. You notice there are three things that stand out to you immediately as you kind of turn your head around. There seems to be a whole like a like a, like a group of students, about six team of six, it looks like. Um, with also one faculty member um, watching over them, who are, five of them are preparing the meals, and there seems to be another one that seems to be finishing them by casting some sort of, like, you can almost hear them repeating um, a very particular phrase over and over again that turns whatever the mishmash of ingredients they have into a completed meal within seconds. And you can see that, like, if it's steak, it's getting heated, it's like literally, it's, it's almost like being, like, air fried. Right where it's just like you can see it, like have this perfectly co- perfect coating of like you know uh, sear all around it all at once. But like again, it's just kind of floating in air as a student is encanting something, and then the finished meal is completed and floated out the door to its intended recipient. Uh, and there is a crew list on the wall. You have the faculty member overseeing it for this particular shift. It's a dry erase. It's like just a dry erase board of some kind. It's not magical. It's just simple dry erase. Magical sure. dry erase. Sure, dry erase it's a magical, is probably plenty magical in this time. Right. Here, we'll go. We'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll retake it. It's a magic. Sure, it's a magical chalkboard because those are the same magical chalkboards that are on the, the doors of the teachers, right? That consistently update on what the office hours are, and as they change, it's the same system in here. You have the. It's all multi different different colors of chalk. Too, it's very colorful and, and like you know school e. Um, and yeah, there's there are six students listed there, and the faculty member, um, and then it even has a, another column where it shows what the next rotation is and what time that starts. But the faculty member is the other thing you notice, who does notice you and says, "Hey, appreciate the help. You're not supposed to be in here. I don't know. You're not on the shift today. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Remember the rule, kids. Right? What do we say about the rules?" And the kids go. Too many cooks in the kitchen means not enough hands in the mix-in. 
Whatever, let it happen. Just whatever, Solid let it happen. Solid improv. Solid improv. says, exactly. I, I, I'm so sorry, I'm just used to cleaning up after myself, and throws the dishes kind of in the air towards the other floating dishes. Um, you can see that they float for a moment, and then are then float over to a stack and are neatly piled on top as the other dishes have not been finished cleaning yet. Wow. And as because you can see that as dishes are cleaned, more float off from the top. It's like this weird automated system where you can only seem to handle so many at a time. Boris breathes a sigh of relief, having kind of expected them to have all smashed on the ground and just, you know, backs out of the kitchen. Okay. And then, like, returns, I guess, to Jarrell and then relays that, you know, this kitchen has a crew list, but only for this particular kitchen, um, and that none of the students that I had spoken to really seem to know anything. Jarrell just kind of, like, nods and shrugs as he's, like, halfway through this half of a meatball sub. <laughs> sure. How good is the food here, comparatively? Like, does Pregnart make better food? I feel like if Pregnart saw... Pregnart has never been a professional chef. And if right. he saw that kitchen, he would just be taking notes. Well, because I feel like I feel like this is kind of like an automated kind of thing where like they're not really putting a whole lot of effort or energy into each meal, whereas Pregnart, everything is made with love. Not I mean okay. <laughs> true. Yes. Love but is a have... love is a very powerful ingredient. <laughs> but there but is, so is there like are, however yeah, many years there... of experience in like one of probably the best kitchens in the city because it's like Magic. Dude, I what what is the infrastructure behind hiring cooks and chefs at the biggest school of magic in the biggest city in the world? It must what's be insane. The, what's the infrastructure? Yeah, I was gonna say like yeah, you have to have the teachers, right? right. So right. yeah. Well, and so I, I, like I, that cooking staff is not just like any other like university cooking staff, I feel like. They're kind of like <laughs> this seems like a place or they're kind of like held to higher It's its own standards. discipline. It's its These own are discipline. the students that are studying culinary magic, clearly. So. Right. Well, <laughs> Pasta Mancy. Yeah. Is yeah. this also like a culinary Pasta magic Mancy. school? <laughs> I, I caught that too. <laughs> that could be one of the disciplines. I mean, there is a cafeteria um, every five floors. The sorcerers I, are not fans. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm asking though, because I've had Pregnant's meatball sub, and now I've had this magic meatball sub, which one's better? All right. Which one is better to you? I think we better roll for it, Fran. I don't think there's anything to roll for here because really, performance, taste is, <laughs> memory, taste is subjective. His, history versus yeah, performance. Subjective. Taste My memory subjective. of Pragnarit's uh, meatball exactly. sub compared to what they made just now. One bite. Right. Everybody this, knows the rules. Right. Like. The, <laughs> Like, this could probably be an absolutely amazing bomb-ass meatball sub, but to you, Pregnart made you the best one you've ever you've ever had already. So right. this might be a close second, but it's not Pregnart's. Right. That's what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> this is like one of those situations where you, like, go to a restaurant with your mother and you're like, you know, this is almost as good as the one you make, Mom. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> when it's but like that's the information you've been in able some to... ways. <laughs> yeah. But so that's the information you have now. There, there is there, 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 there was a way to get that list. Obviously, that the one that you had for the information you are seeking, 
um, was charred and destroyed in the explosion in that kitchen. Right. But you can see, like, Boris, you saw clearly that, like, that's probably where the explosion originated from, was at the finishing station. Yeah. Yes, sorry, I also relay the, you know, what the kitchen looked like in my relay there. Mm -hmm. Zero, his eyes still glowing bright red. Note all of uh, this with with, uh, great intent. What do you make of all this? I feel like we need to get in the kitchen without being seen. I've been contemplating You always want to go invisible. That's your go-to every time. It's it's the thing I can do well. (laughs) I've never screwed it up. Well, I don't know if that's true, but I think I've never screwed it up. I was going to say, you don't have to roll anything for it. (laughs) It's true. Um, I so B- Boris, did you get? Did you see any of the names? Like you saw the list, but did you get any of the names from the list? I mean, I didn't. I didn't really bother because it was just the students from the. Like it had nothing to do with the explosion floor. There wasn't mm-hmm. like I looked to see if the list showed just like one list of students or if it showed like a like this is who's working on every kitchen. It wasn't every kitchen, so I hey. didn't bother. Well, hear mm-hmm. me out. Hear me out. I have an idea. How about we just get that information on the next go round? Yeah, it, go to the for, floor it, early. If for whatever reason that was Jarl, one part of Jarl's plan is if for whatever reason we have to reset again, that he would go there prior to the explosion. But now we have an appointment with Doctor Ibanezer tomorrow, so I want to make sure that we get to that before we reset. I agree. I do think we should have a look at the infirmary. They already mentioned that they're a little tight on. Uh, student confidentiality. We may have difficulty with that one. Well, we have more than enough healers in our party. I mean, surely we could make some argument for our purpose there. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm. we'll use the key. Either it gets us there or it doesn't, and we'll have our answer. Do we want to? It it doesn't matter, Hoblet, because we're going to reset and they're all going to be fucked again anyways. Touche. Let's heal them all just so we can... Massive. Do it again. <laughs> um, are you trying to consult a directory, or like we said, is the infirmary somewhere you are trying to attempt to go? I vote for infirmary, unless there's some place we could find records and documentation. That's probably going to be harder to find a roster than to actually talk to someone and convince them to share. Okay. Um, we got two schools of thought. Way I see it, right? Either the person that did this is the person responsible or the room is like there's something going on in the room on the 15th floor. So we either go try to track down the guy or go back to the room and investigate what the hell is going on. We could also ask we could also ask where the other issues were occurring. Yeah, but they already told us they ain't going to tell us shit. I have uh, two other schools of thought to introduce is. We could either. I'm not fucking around, Fran. I serious murder. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> do we it. Can oh either, my god, do it. Oh my god, do it. No, I'm not fucking around. 
You know me, guys. I wouldn't do it right now. Um, anyway, we can either continue fucking around and try to investigate, or we can reset and try to prevent the explosion. Well, I, I'm going to say that we don't reset yet because I'd like to have that meeting with Ebenezer in the morning and then reset and then try to prevent it. You mm -hmm. guys know you have a limited number of those resets. Oh, right. You don't know what the limited right. number is, oh. but... Okay. Um, yeah, and know. in any case, we would want to just, like, kind of finish out as much of any timeline we can, unless it's, like, an emergency and we e have to go back. It's, it's even well, I mean, useful to wait until the last days, minute to see how... Right. It's three. It's three days, but depending on how many of these, how many of these loops we do, like obviously some things are going to get abridged and yada yada yeah. as we, yeah. you know, continue because the events will transpire whether you were there to witness them or not. Right. We right. we know that we have limited chances at this, but like making it through one of them and not and seeing how like it actually happens could be beneficial to preventing it the second or well now third go around. Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, since this is our first legitimate attempt, but I think second, our, actually. our well legitimate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I think the our so objective say, should counts. be gathering information. Yes. Mm -hmm. And the most information we can gain on our first trip here is going to inform actions in our next attempts. So well, I think what's what's interesting about this narrative too, right, is that we know full well going into this that it is a Groundhog's Day. Right. So we can we can play this up in the first initial round where we learn like we we figure out as much as we can. It doesn't mean we can stop anything. We no. just figure out what the events are and then we can go from there. Right. Either pick up more pieces next time or prevent things when we can and see how that impacts it and yeah. Mhm. Mm so almost like a some sort of knowledge like I want to call it like a meta Meta knowledge. <laughs> it just came to me. I, I don't even know yeah. how I came up with that. Technically, it is because you're going to be walking so, in on each attempt with more information than you had the last time. Right. Mm -hmm. Something few, feels wrong about that. Yes. <laughs> so a few points from your resident scientist here, if I may. Well, I'm going to anyway. So first. We need to find out what they were making in that kitchen, because if it was red herring, we might have some other issues. <laughs> Remember. But, but who doesn't love a good red herring? The end of the world comes in three days, not today. So unless we have something that ties these together, we need to account for the fact that they might not. I just put a little tartar sauce on it. It's all good. I prefer snapper. Second, if we have a limited number of attempts it does make sense to wait until the last possible moment to use the fish. Mm -hmm. Every every bit of information we get is one that we don't need to get on the next cycle, especially since they're apparently sparingly few. Hedrick will um, think in his head and call out tartar sauce. Try to get a little from the kitchen from the in, cafe. In your head, how much tartar sauce are you imagining? Portion okay. cup, you know, okay. just maybe a, like sure a portion cup of a whatever. portion cup of tartar sauce comes out from the kitchen in front of you. Perfect. You <laughs> Save this for later. To <laughs> I'm gonna hold on to this. 
You got some tartar sauce. Somebody's going to be happy. Market, market in your inventory. You're carrying around some tartar sauce. How are you storing it? Uh, right now, he's just got it in his hand. He's too concerned about getting it in his pockets or in one of his bags. So okay. he's just kind of. So I just, I just want it to be known, you are walking around with a portion cup of tartar <laughs> sauce. I'm sure it's not the most interesting thing anybody's seen today. I'll no, but I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I want to make sure that you and us all keep track of the fact that you are, while you're Still doing everything, holding, holding on to a portion-sized cup of tartar sauce. Well, someone, this is the game. The longer we don't eat the fish, the longer I got to try to hold this. Hey, Open the big book of status effects and someone scribe down encumbered with tartar sauce because that is the newest status effect. And you know what? It really mayo come in handy. (laughs) Party tartar. Are we going to the infirmary or are we going to the splash pad? I think I need the infirmary. Yeah. <laughs> yes. One, which floor is the infirmary? Two, I'm the last person to step on to trigger us to go. Mm-hmm. Looking at the floor listing, there are two infirmaries one on the seventh floor and one on the 14th floor. However, the one on the 14th floor is also where the School of Restoration Magic is practiced. Restoration is a very limited discipline in the arcane field. That's probably where explosion victims are going to go. Yeah, Mm -hmm. even though we travel by, you know, teleportation pads and portals, somehow I believe the 14th floor is the one. It's closer. It's still closer. It was a floor below where the explosion was. Right. Which you, means last year, but... You step onto the pads to enter the 14th floor, and you hear an audible buzz from your rune. And like you go nowhere. Mm. Do we hear two buzzes or one buzz? Just one. Or sticks her hand in her pocket, holds her rune, and then thinks of the 14th floor. You and you alone are transported to the 14th floor. And that's where we're going to end this episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. You're not even going to let Pregnard go, Are there stairs? (laughs) (laughs) Nope. It didn't happen. I don't think there are. I guess it never happened. No, it just did. I will allow it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Anyways, though, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. Uh, we are casually and barely on social media, but if you can, you, you find us there, we'll point you to where we really hang out. Just look us for us at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Reddit. Just look for Hapless Heroes. You'll find us. But really, just look to those places to get the link to join our Discord server, which is also in our show notes, because that's where we really actually hang out with our audience. Uh, it's you know, plenty of discussion channels, lots of different things going on in there all the time. Some silly discussions, some like serious discussions, we have everything from D&D to food to whatever. Show us your, you know, pretty awesome, like puppies and kitties. Yeah, it's great. It's just, it's, it's awesome. It's a great place to hang out. We encourage you to join us. But if you really 
like us, we'd appreciate it if you left us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. And if your podcast service does not allow you to leave reviews, join our Discord. We have a we have a channel set up for you to say some nice things about us because we're going to say some nice things about you, dear listener, if you write one of those nice reviews uh, right back here on the air. But if you really, really like us, you could donate to our Patreon. It's just patreon.com slash heroes. have a whole wide variety of rewards on there for you bloopers behind the scenes audio all the stuff take a look see if any of it tickles your fancy all that money that gets donated to us just goes right back into the show to replace equipment to help with the just the general maintenance of you know running a five year long podcast oh my god it's been so long uh, but really, no, seriously, uh, it's just, it's been incredible to have so many of you along on this ride with us and, you know, supporting us for so long. It just, it's, it's made all the difference and continues to motivate us to want to keep doing this for as long as we can f- physically do it. Thank you. And if you like us right now, you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal, uh, buy a telescope and, uh, search the heavens for uh, a constellation that looks like uh, a meatball sub and when you find one uh you, you know what to do eat You'll that know. thing eat eat the stars <laughs> eat the stars eat the constellation go full galactus on that yep. meatball sub yep. oh yeah <laughs> go full galactus <laughs> extra gravy wow. just like mama made that's it, huh? That's what they can I do think if they that's really it. like us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do you this have is, any qualms with that? Is nope, it a Swedish meatball sub? Why is there gravy? <laughs> Why would it's in the northern sky? <laughs> uh, I'm Play us out, Fran. <laughs> yes. I'm going to outro this cast starting on my right. Going in reverse, we had James as Hoblet the Smasher. What? Where'd the little thief go? Nicole, as Boris the Butcher. Where'd he else go? <laughs> Zach, as Pregnart. And there stairs. <laughs> <laughs> now you've definitely made sure you've got it. <laughs> Mike, as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I thought I'm the invisible one. Phil as Hedrick the Entertainer. I think I've lost my appetite. John is Lord Jarrell, Champion of Justice. Until next time. And Dave as Zero, Valen's Avatar of War. Good night. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We'll see you next week as we continue this wacky, wavel and arm flatedly time adventure. Ooh, where's Bye that now. part? Bye. 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 Bye.